0: Coming up, today's guests will share how they views web tools and mobile apps as a content marketing strategy. You'll discover how to come up with the right ideas, what constitutes a successful campaign, and finally, listen to how one tool worked better as a chatbot versus a microsite. Stay tuned. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the
1: App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young.
0: Want to double your downloads using ASO? Check out appmastersacademy.com to discover our exact ASO strategies to grow your downloads. That's appmastersacademy.com. CleverTap brings together real-time user insights an advanced segmentation engine, and easy-to-use marketing tools in one mobile marketing platform. Go check them out at clevertap.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com. You know, I say this all the time, so it's almost like it's something I have to say, but the place you go when you want action fact content in the app or mobile business. And today, I'm super excited to have these guys on. When I checked them out, I was like, whoa, I need this. I want this right now. They are in early access. But if you if you're we're all business owners, I'm gonna assume that you're a business owner whether whether you're a site entrepreneur or you whether you're doing this full time and you're listening to this very podcast, you're in the app space, you want a business account that makes it easy, that is specifically for your business so that you can do some transactions, put it in there and like for me like I like to split up different business accounts so that I can have a portion that is just for like running the business and a portion for taxes later on, which are a fucking headache. But anyways, it is North1 so check it out north1.com but I've got two great guests. I've got Justin Adler, he is the co-founder and CEO and then I've got Carter Grieve, who is the head of growth at North1. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey Steve. So great to be here. So I guess for the audience, Justin, this is Justin right now Je- yep okay <laughs> here's Carter <laughs> all, right. That's a good all right, cool well, we'll figure this out as we go. but Justin, what were you seeing as a co-founder like what were you seeing in the marketplace that made you want to start this because this has to be a huge endeavor
2: yeah, absolutely listen um I think I think banking and finance is it's a really hard problem um and you know it's I think I think personal finance is tough enough. But when you're a small business, um, you know you're usually so great at whatever you actually do. So you might be a great marketing person or a great web developer, um, or you might have a great app. But like the finance part of running your business, um, just it, it just sort of saps up all your time and energy. Um, so you know we looked abroad um, at Europe, um, who is just kind of leading the charge on all things fintech. Um, we saw um, kind of this idea of re-aggregation um, of financial services back into, you know, the banking platform. And we said, Hey, you know, I, I think not only can we build this for, um, the American market, but we can build a simpler, better version of this. Um, and that, that's sort of where, where we kind of got the idea for North one. Um, I think also, you know, I've been working in the startup ecosystem for well over a decade, both on, you know, the startup and the venture cap side. And I just, I just see kind of the pain that this causes kind of, you know, on the ground to a lot of
0: founders. Yeah, and I have a bookkeeping service that I pay for, and you know, I'm like, I could probably do this, but I just like that it's all sort of in the you know cloud. I can pull stuff, and then somebody just categorizes it. So essentially, that's I'm like, that's all you're really doing is categorizing all my expenses.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the, the goal with North One is that you know we, we don't just um, we're not just a banking service, but you know we we almost act as the finance department that your small business um, doesn't have. So if you think about categorization, um, searching through transactions, letting you know kind of mid-month how your business is doing. So if, for instance, if you have an app, um, you know, maybe you'll find out a couple of months later that um, let's say uh, November was really, really good and maybe you should have spent more money on ads, uh, but you don't mm-hmm. know that until you know, the next quarter. Um, we give you that information in real time so you can make better spending decisions. Why specifically for businesses? yeah, sure. so I, I think businesses, um, I think there's two reasons. I think for businesses, especially small businesses, um, there's just a big hole in the market. I think for you know big companies, there's finance teams um, that are great and do this type of stuff. Um, and for individuals, um, there's already a lot of really, really awesome um, software out there that can help. Um, I think small business is sort of unique where I think I think it's a market that's hard to address for a lot of people um, especially for, for, you know, big incumbent banks. Um, but I mean, on a personal note, you know, I I think that small business is, and just entrepreneurship more broadly is probably the best and most viable path most people have to economic mobility. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, you know, I think that's just, that's something that, that our whole team, um, really identified with and, and wanted to kind of build a great product for, for
0: that exact purpose. I like the term economic mobility. Definitely. I like that. the, so did you guys have in mind like businesses of this particular size? These are ones that are going to be perfect for us, and then it's going to help our sort of growth strategy, getting people really excited about it, getting them into the door in the early access.
2: Yeah, sure. So I, I think you know um, maybe tech powered businesses. So a lot of developer or businesses that have developers um, on them are are really sort of a prime candidate for us right out of the gate. Um, you know, on top of all the other cool features we have, we actually have an API. Um, that uh, that, you know, um, a developer can build apps on top of uh, North One. Um, So if you're interested in pulling out your financial data and doing really cool stuff with it or automating a bunch of stuff in your banking platform, um, you can do that with North One. Um, So I think that that's really great. But I I really think, you know, almost any business um, that gets a headache when they think about dealing with their bank or their finances is is a really great um, candidate for, for North One. I like that.
0: Now, I want to talk about that because I think it informs your growth strategy. So let's get into some of that growth strategy. What is this tools, using tools as content marketing strategy? Yeah. So we've been um, kind of our main strategy
1: so far has been building like free, high quality tools for small business owners, uh, which you can actually see all of them on our website. But just to give an example, uh, we built an invoicing app. Because we noticed kind of a gap on the app store where there is no free high-quality invoicing app for small business owners, and that's seen like a ton of success. There's lots of um, active users. We're getting like really just po- positive like feedback emails that with people saying that they love using the app. Yeah, you know,
2: we we get emails. Um, daily from people who are downloading our, our friends our invoicing app. I'm um, saying like, Hey, listen, you know, I'm a small business owner or this is a side hustle for me. Mm. Um, and I don't really want to pay, you know, like 10 bucks a month for an invoicing app. Um, this, this is really quite transformative for me. Um, so I think, I think that's been really great. Um, and you know, I, I think our, 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 whole strategy around, um, tools has really evolved. You know, when we started, uh, my co-founder and myself, um, You know, talked to hundreds of small business owners, and we kind of figured out, okay, these are the like seven worst pain points of being a small business owner. And so, you know, our our thinking originally was like, oh, we'll just we'll build a tool to address each one of those. Um, And and that's kind of evolved a little
1: bit. Yeah. So we kind of changed um, strategies to trying to kind of build these tools based on projecting um, how we could distribute the tools. So initially, we had tools like uh, kind of an insurance comparison tool but that would be that's an extremely competitive space it'd be um, really hard to distribute Um, but now we're kind of like looking like we'll start with keyword research and then look at like the competitive landscape both like qualitatively like how good are the competing products and quantitatively like how hard will it be to um, distribute this organically Mm -hmm. Um, and then we decide what tools to build based on like um, kind of growth projections um, instead of necessarily like right from pain points.
0: Because you guys aren't available yet, was it just to drum up excitement, get the early access users, get people on a wait list? Was that the mindset of like, okay, we're building this tool so that we can drum up, you know, people, excitement, and users for North One?
2: So so yes and no. I mean, listen, we we definitely want to, you know, tell people about um the great product we're building in North One. Um but I, I think it's like a little bit more broad than that. You know um, I, I think it's really almost abrasive, um, especially in a in a in an industry that relies so much on trust, like you know banking and finance, um, to kind of go after it. like just you know spend a ton of money on direct response ads. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really hard to win um, new customers and fans based on doing that. So you know we really took a kind of give 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 ask. Um, approach to to our marketing, where we really are building, trying to build high quality tools that are, you know, actually impactful and kind of become part of a small business owners, you know, day to day routine, if not week to week routine, um, and really provide value for them before we even launch, right? Um, And I think that just provides like a better
0: first way for them to to be introduced to the North One ecosystem. I like that. Now, from a business standpoint, like how do you, I know you guys have raised some money. How do you guys figure out, okay, we raised this money. Here's what we're gonna do for like the first six months as we're building out North One. We're gonna build these tools. We're gonna get them in Like how do you balance all of that?
2: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, I'm a big proponent of starting out with what's easy. Um, I I, I think, you know, uh, I think especially a lot of companies that raise, um, you know, I I worked in VC for a while. um, They start off and they say, oh, well, you know, we've raised this round. Um, Let's spend a whole bunch of money on ads Um, and direct response ads usually. And I I think that's a mistake.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think. A lot of the time, I mean, direct response ads are easy to set up. They're easy to get like a quick win or show growth numbers, but a lot of the time kind of the money you raise can be better spent. Like we kind of look at um, even engineering as kind of a marketing resource. So instead of spending all this money on drumming up hype via ads, we can instead use the money to hire engineers or marketers or designers and then build out these really useful tools that actually have a positive impact on small business owners like day to day. Yeah. And,
2: and, you know, they sort of became, become evergreen channels for us. Um, I, I think what we're, what we've really seen too is kind of a parallel in, um, in, I guess, free tools like this strategy, um, you know, compared to uh, what content marketing was maybe like 10 years ago. Um, you know, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember 10 years ago, um, looking at content marketing and there was some really cool stuff going on, going around. Um, but unfortunately, um, I think, Kind of lazy content marketing sort of killed off that channel to the point that I think a lot of prospects or prospective customers um, sort of just tune out um, content marketing. No one really wants to read another ten ways that I can you know do XYZ. Um, and, and I think we're starting to see that a little bit within free tools, where a lot of marketers say, "Oh, I'll well, set up I'll set up a calculator on a landing page and I'll push some traffic there via direct ads," uh, but you're not really providing value. So I think I think you know. More broadly, we always ask ourselves, okay, like outside of just distribution channels, how can we create like tools that truly provide value and, and, you know, can provide long-term value for, for prospective customers?
0: I like it. So instead of like maybe hiring a content marketing person or a copywriter, you hire a developer who can build these tools easily. Carter can help out with which tools to kind of build, but then you guys can start building this out then rather, cause I don't see a blog anywhere on the website. So this is sort of like your blog in a way.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we, we think of a product as as just the new version of content marketing. Um, but
0: we're actually trying to do it well. Okay. Well let's let's talk about this then. How do you structure these marketing growth teams and this process? Yeah, sure. So I, I think that, you know, the best way to
2: structure those teams is kind of um, bring bring folks from every department. Yeah. So you have you have voices from around the table at every stage. Um yeah, I mean Carter, you, you can talk about that
1: because you're you're really on the ground here with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting, really, early stage because you don't just have a ton of employees, but essentially you want like a kind of cross-disciplinary approach. So you want people who can do market research, you want people who are good copywriters, you want good designers, and you want um, like good engineers. Um, so kind of early stage, a lot of that stuff will be split. Like people will be doing um, like wearing multiple hats, and you'll have to hire like some um, freelance freelancers, but I think as we grow, and I think on other successful teams that I've been on, um, you kind of have a dedicated role for like data science, for design, um, for marketing, and for engineering and product management.
2: Yeah, you know, more than anything else, we feel like also if you have kind of everyone who's going to be working on the product involved right from like the nexus point, right from when you're kind of pitching ideas for new tools or doing some research, um, it becomes a little bit more of a democratic process. And there's really strong buy in from the team. So it's not it's not as prescriptive, I guess, for for the people who are actually, you know, doing the the coding or for the people who have to do distribution after the tool is built.
0: Yeah. You guys got me sold on this all tools thing. Like my mind is like starting to like turn and really think through like what we can come up with. But how do you guys come up with these ideas for what kind of tools to bring? Yeah, sure. So, you
2: know, I think
0: we do something that it sounds
2: obvious, I guess, uh, but just a lot of folks don't do it. Um, we talk to we talk to prof- prospective customers and we talk to people who've already signed up for early access list. Um, you know, we try to have everyone on our team Um, do like customer discovery interviews um, every month. Um, We kind of aggregate those learnings and we figure out, okay, you know, most people that we talk to who are small business owners are having trouble with, you know, X, Y, and Z, or, you know, they, they all seem to use this one app to do this one really specific thing. um, Just uh, something like time tracking, or maybe I'm comparing uh, fees at different banks. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe it's a manual process. Maybe they're, you know, using um, like uh, Excel for this, or maybe they have a mobile app that costs $15 and is terrible. Um, and we, you know, we then will look at that and say, well, you know, uh, uh, how, how can we make a version that's,
0: you know, 10 times better and free. Are there specific questions that you guys are asking to like really get them talking?
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I I'll kind of go, Carter can go into the specifics, but I think more than anything, you know, we try to be almost anthropological with it, where we really try to understand, like, what is your day look like like when you wake up, literally starting from like, when you wake up on Monday, like, what's the first thing that you do? Yeah. I then mean, walk us through your day.
1: And then you want to drill down on what actual business tools they use day to day in their workflow and what pain points they have with those business tools. And then you can start trying to think about how you can, fix those pain points, essentially.
0: Carter, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because I am one of those people that signed up for early access. So let's walk through this, like, just so, just to make it action-packed for the the audience as well. So walk me through this. I'm one of your customer things. Let's do this live.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, like, what's the, basically, like, what's your day-to-day look like? Yeah,
0: so, so,
2: so, Steve, let's, let's start off with this. Yeah. So, Steve, it's, it's Monday morning, um, you know, you you had a a busy Sunday night, uh, you know, having dinner and watching some football, maybe (laughs) you get get up on Monday morning. What's the first thing that you do?
0: I just go for I just work out, really. That's what I really do. So that's the first thing I do.
2: Sure. And then um, let's say you pick up your phone after you're done working out. Um, What's the first thing you do on your phone? I'll check Slack. All right. And what what are you looking for
0: on Slack? Anything that my team, my team is all remote, so they'll have done their Monday already. And so I'm yep. looking for anything that they might need help with. I need any questions that they might have, anything pressing.
2: Cool. And and what, I guess, outside of, I guess, looking for questions or, you know, getting updates, what are some of the things that are weighing on your mind after the weekend? You know, what are some prospective fires that you're you're worried about that are kind of weighing heavily as you, as you, as you, yeah. you start?
0: Just client stuff more like, what do we need to get done for our clients? What are some things that we're working on? Big projects that we're working on. Is there anything that we need to get done? So like what, you know, we have these retreats, we have these virtual summits, we have our client work, like what's missing that I can, that I need to execute on so that, you know, nothing gets delayed.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, just even from there, right? Like we might be, we might start looking at that, um, the, those sort of priorities. Um, and start thinking about, okay, like what are ways that we could build tools that facilitate, um, you know, uh, updates that are dynamic. So you don't, it's less of maybe like, um, you know, where your staff is pushing information and something that we can automatically pull that information, um, from, right. We might also look at some client monitoring stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, ways that this has come up in the past, um, that's been really interesting is, uh, directly with our app North one, in fact. Um, You know, we talked to a lot of business owners and we realized that, um, you know, most folks, especially who have really small businesses, um, the first thing that they do in the morning is that they, you know, go and they check their account balance, especially with freelancers. Uh, they want to say, did that check clear last week? Um, and that's kind of led to a number of not just tools, uh, but even product features. So, for instance, uh, this idea of getting notifications when checks clear um, being able to, you know, see your account balance by force touching on the North one Wall- uh, icon.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's key too. Like, I would love to see that. That's, that's a great feature actually. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I have to log in and then click through? Cause I have multiple accounts on chase. It's like, do I have to click through all these things and then finally see, okay, what's the balance look like. And then the health of it too. Like, Hey, what are the expenses look like? All that is, I use bench right now, but all that is in bench. And like, I wish there's an easier way for me to just pull it probably is. I just haven't done it. <laughs> yeah absolutely I like that so guys what, when you guys are launching this are, do you guys do any type of like let's say the invoicing app are you doing any type of type of marketing besides just trying to do it from an organic perspective
1: uh, yeah we're I mean we're doing mostly organic we're doing some search ads based on mostly just competitor keywords but mostly we're just kind of um, doing like a week to week ASO optimization um, nice. flow using uh, sensor tower which has been working really well
0: very cool. And then are there specific goals that you will have for each tool that you build?
2: Yeah, so we'll set a benchmark that kind of is our expected, um, you know, usage, Um, for instance, for mobile apps, we'll, you know, pick up um, some daily active, um, weekly active or monthly active user benchmarks. Um, We might also for something we might we might try to get really prescriptive and specific for certain apps too. So for our invoice app, we might want to say, Okay, like, um, you know, how, what I, I suppose, uh, what's one that we use? Um, let's say invoices sent within the first week. Yeah. Yeah. Like a usage metric. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like it. And then the, what's the thing that, Oh, the thing I want to talk about is in the marketing, you guys, especially for like B2B type of things, you know, and I know they're small businesses. So like, we're probably more lenient to like a consumer, but usually a lot of fun languages. You have emojis. Like tell me the thought process behind that. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I I think um, I
2: guess in my early career, I worked uh, in in ad agencies um, and we did a lot of campaigns for for banks. Um, And I I think what we saw or what I saw firsthand was that, you know, for banking specifically, there's so much bureaucracy and so many layers. And they're such big companies that by the time, you know, um, copy or marketing materials have gone through their like 50th round of revision, they just feel so inauthentic. Um, and we really wanted to say, okay, how can we be the opposite of that? How can we be the opposite of, you know, a big bank? Um, and so what we wanted to do was really make the marketing fun. Um, I think you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head that for a lot of small business owners, it's really more like consumer marketing rather than just straight up B2B.
0: Besides the content tools that you guys have built, is there anything else as you're gearing up for the launch, anything else that you guys are doing that's working pretty well?
2: Um yeah, you know, I think I think I, I, think I, I do want to hit yeah, exactly. I do want to hit one um, other kind of aspect of, of the tools that was just a huge learning for us. Um, you know, when we started off with tools, we started off with, I guess, the most basic version of them, or for, for us it seemed like the most basic version, which was well, let's just set up kind of microsites for, for everything. Um, and then, you know, we realized that the same tool repurposed with like a different channel um, could, could just be much more successful. So, you know, we, we had, for instance, like a tool where there was like a bank account comparison. So you fill in some information about how you use your bank. Um, and then we kind of give you, um, how much you'd actually pay after fees uh, at every major bank. Um, and you know, we built a microsite for that. It was like moderately successful. It went pretty well. Um, then we had the idea of testing that out with a chatbot instead.
1: Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so we switched. We used a um, ManyChat for that. We just um, kind of mapped all of the questions and did all of the calculations, basically in Facebook Messenger. And then um, after the calculations were done, we sent the user to like a landing page. So it was essentially the same um, tool, but promoted, basically in a different form. And that was um, super successful. Like people loved using it.
0: The that's brilliant, Carter. Like, what made you say like, "Hey, let's try." Let's try a chatbot. Uh, I'd actually
1: just been, i have been like playing around with chatbots and I'd seen a couple just like, I guess my own Facebook newsfeed and I thought they could be really like, I'd seen some good ones and some bad ones, but I thought they could be really effective if they were done correctly. So yeah. Yeah. oh, Oh, go ahead. Well, how did you get people on that chatbot? Um, a mix of like organic. So people like shared it. And we tested out some paid ads as well.
2: Yeah, we saw a real pickup of people sharing this this specific tool. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like, hey, this is really really cool. I I never knew that I could actually do this.
0: What when you guys said successful? Like, how do you guys measure success of a campaign like this? Um, well, because we're uh, pre-launch, um, and because that one really
1: directly relates to like our our um, value prop, which is um, like good. Small business banking, we just measured, uh, signups for early access.
0: Yep. I love it. Anything else you guys want to cover before we hit the big finish? No, I I think we, I think we covered everything. Okay. Just want to make sure that we didn't miss anything. I didn't miss anything on my end. Well, before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my sponsor, Clevertap.com. Look, these guys have done a phenomenal job of getting people into the door, really drumming up interest in their launch. And if you need it, once you have that, like for the invoicing app, for example, Once you have that interest, once you have those users, how do you bring them back? Well, you check out a tool like clevertap.com. They've got the analytics, they've got the features to re-engage your users and really bring them back into the app. And one of the best ways is really, and what I think North One has done a really good job is really personalizing and humanizing a product and really bringing it to light. And that's what CleverTap allow you to do is send these push notifications that are personalized, that are fun to read and not so bland. We don't we're done with the bland. We're all into personalization and really the the more like the clever, the casual conversations that you can build your product and really engage with your users. So they their tagline is: "We'll help you retain your users." for life. So if you want to check him out, it is clevertap.com. Once again, clevertap.com. Let him know you heard it on this very podcast. It is once again clevertap.com. Justin Carter, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. What is one app we definitely have to check out?
2: Sure. Um well, while Carter digs through his phone, <laughs> Um, my favorite app right now, um, in terms of UX value prop, on um, heck, even design, um, is this app called Sky High, um. So S K Y H I. Um, I listen. I travel a lot for business. Um, our team is split, um, in between a couple of cities, um, and we have you know partnerships uh, across North America. So I I travel a lot, and Sky has a product where you know you pay two hundred bucks, and then you can fly anywhere within fifteen hundred miles for thirty five dollars. Um, And it's uh, just a whole lot easier than booking on any airline website I've ever used. Wow,
0: get out. I had no idea. It's, this is why
1: I like this question.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I've got a simpler one. It's called
0: just be focused. It's a
1: Pomodoro. I think that's how you pronounce that word. I have no idea. I have no idea either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just a timer for um, like focusing on tasks, so... It syncs on your phone and on your computer, and it does like twenty-five minutes on, five minutes off. So it's great to kind of
0: like stay on task. Love it. Okay, yeah. I gotta really check out. Sorry, Carter, but I really gotta check out Sky. That's really cool. That's, it's <laughs> way better. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn?
2: Um, you know, I, I think um, personal, I, I'll say personally, and Carter can definitely go. Um, I think personally, um, you know we're taught so much as marketers or you know as a software developer earlier in my career um, that uh, you know iteration is the way to go and, and i think sometimes you you know you can you have to you have to be i guess not afraid of making a radical change in your marketing materials in your um you know in your approach to marketing and really trying out something quite new um, instead of just kind of you know gradually iterating repeatedly over multiple cycles
0: how do you do yeah. that, Justin? Is it like, hey, every month, every do you or do you just put like you just you need to remind yourself like how do you do that to make sure? Because I felt I think, like I was in a rut.
2: I think it's about building a, a company culture that you know promotes risk taking. Um, you know, in in our postmortems every week that we do with our team uh, as an all hands meeting, we we force everyone to sort of <laughs> sort of answer the question like, what risk did I take this week? Um, and I think you know by by kind of making that um, a company value. Um, it, it kind of promotes that thinking at least, or it at least tries to force that.
0: I love that. I love that. Carter. Uh, sorry, Could you repeat the question? Yeah. What is one lesson that took you the longest to learn?
1: Uh, I think I spent a lot of time earlier in my career, just focusing on kind of like the marketing and user acquisition side of things. I'm not kind of seeing how you can use kind of a more cross-disciplinary approach, which is what we were talking about before, to solve for the same thing. So if you're driving like uh, how many retained users do you want in your product, a lot of the time kind of Facebook ads isn't the only tool that you can use to solve that. You want to kind of involve more disciplines. Love it.
0: Well, the website is called north One. dot com. You can check out all their tools at the very bottom as well. But the app and that's going to be coming out hopefully early 2019 is Northwent.com. Sign up for early access like I have done. Carter, Justin, do you want to send the listeners anywhere else?
2: Um no, I mean I, I listen, I, I strongly encourage everyone to check out our website, Northwent.com. That that's really the only thing that uh that
0: I'm, we're focused on right now. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, if you guys got anything out of this, find a way to thank the guests. I'm going to link up Justin's and I'll get Carter's as well. Info, if you just click on his name, you'll go to his Twitter profile and check him out there. But guys, thank you so much for coming on doing this.
1: Thanks so awesome. much, Dave. Thanks for
0: having us. Yep. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat.